Hi, this is Bob, and today I have an interview with Inexorable. This band is from the States and delivers a powerful take on the world today. The album Imperius is cover to cover, a journey you do not want to miss. And here is my interview with Inexorable. Hello, my friend. Hey, how's it going? Going great. How are you, Dave? Oh, okay. Hot. I wanted to thank you for taking time to speak with me today. Yeah, no problem. And congrats on Perius. It's a great album. How was the recording process for you? Uh, so if Matt's going to join us here, I'm not sure if he is or not, but um, both me and Matt live in different states. So basically the whole was me recording something, sending it back to him and going back and forth and him telling me no this sucks do something better or <laughs> go from there <laughs> and as far as lyrics which one of you two uh do you guys both share in that or no he does all the lyrics on that yeah, hopefully he can come on here in a second and tell you about the lyrics because he wrote them <laughs> i know our basic theme on it uh I don't know if you looked at any of the lyrics, but a lot of it's just kind of a disappointment in the times in the government. What oh, yes. It's rather politically charged, and uh, that gets pretty divisive. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, I think we're, we're in a time where we're really feeling that uh, the powers that be uh, don't represent the people anymore. No, and, and we kind of feel like that's sort of the direction we went in because, I mean, everything is, we're death metal, so, you know, what do we write about death? Well, that gets old after a while, so we started uh, just looking at different avenues we could go down. We ended up, we talk political all the time, and, you know, no one side's ever right, but me and Mac and was having a conversation. It's pretty easy, but man, I feel like people can't even talk anymore. It's just, oh, you suck, you're blocked. Right. Everyone's getting, has feelings all of a sudden. Yeah, well, screw your feelings. Yeah. Um, musically, can you talk to me about Not My Funeral? Uh, you know, that, musically, that was the last one we wrote on the whole album. I, uh, I just we, we we were kind of putting things together and I, I said hey I want something that's really so we I had a lot of uh, choir and piano and just kind of a really drawn out sound on it uh, but then we want to add some kind of technical things and, and go back and forth. So we kind of have a weird feel between the choir and the beginning where it sounds kind of large and big and in your face. And then it gets in the kind of faster metal parts <clears throat> just to give it kind of a interesting swing, kind of a reminds me of like Nile Opeth for some reason. Uh, and I've always been a big fan of both those bands. And Opeth is really good at the dynamic ends of singing and really hard rock metal kind of sounds and all that. 
I wanted to also ask you about as the sun sets because that's another one of my favorites. Uh, that one in particular, um, interesting story about that one. So we basically were were done with the <clears throat> with the album and was going back through. We had recorded everything and I was putting things, uh, finalizing, uh, putting final tracks to everything. And I, I go, hey, this this beat does not is not actually in time. I just hit record on something and try to put a drum track over it, and it it wasn't working out. So I said, hey, got to rewrite this last minute, and that's where we came up with the opening riff for it. Um, and somehow to me, at least it kind of reminds me of Archfire at the beginning. And we wanted to have this really uh, nice hook for the chorus of, you know, repeatable as something that's kind of memorable and trying to fit that in there. I think originally the whole song started writing something on piano and that's came up with that, the chorus melody for it. So going back and forth and all the reiterations of it and finally coming up with something. Um, it, it was, it's a really interesting process writing online too. Uh, originally we were going to go for it and that just hasn't quite panned out and the album's out. And I don't know if it makes a whole lot of sense to bother with video right now. So. Yeah, it's definitely a great track. That's for sure. And, uh, I wanted to ask you if you had to pick your favorite track, what would it be and why? Uh, it's uh, honestly probably as the sunsets is one of the top tracks, uh, mostly because I felt like I had a good hook and uh, a lot of the stuff I listened to and I of cryptopsy but man like it's they never repeat a rift it's just rift after rift after rift and i i really wanted something that was repeatable and kind of memorable and that track i feel like gets stuck in my head the most i felt pretty good about you know when it was done saying hey i, I think this one's actually pretty pretty good and Somewhere in between there, maybe one light. Uh, I know it was the last track we put on there, and most of the whole reason why I put that as the last track is only because of the way uh, we did the ending on it. And I don't know if you listened all the way through that track with the end. Or not really solo, but uh, I put in the, the thunder and rain sounds because it just really reminded me of the song Floods uh, from Pantera. Right. And I actually have a Dean Razorback, and I said, uh, you know, I'm going to totally, I don't even care if it sounds exactly like it, but it, it needs to be a sort of tribute to Floods. And it ends up kind of ending the album. So, nope, that's, that's got the album that makes perfect sense to me. So. Welcome. How's it going, guys? Going great. It's a beautiful Friday afternoon. Thanks for having us. Glad to have you. We were talking about some of the tracks on the album. I wanted to know if you could talk to me about the lyrics on Not My Funeral. 
Yeah, man. Um, you know, the, the, the lyrics for, for Not My Funeral are really around kind of like, uh, you know, a lot of my roots are in public or in punk. So, you know, it's kind of like a uh, defiant sort of, um, you know, you're going to kill everything around me. You're going to kill everything around us, but you're not going to kill me sort of thing. And um, because the entire album is just about government overreach and, um, you know, the restrictions that came through, especially around COVID and how much they wanted to control things and stuff like that and how much of idiots they are. And uh, so now my funeral is just a, a kind of a cool song in a way of just saying, yeah, not us, man. And I was also, we were also discussing as the sun sets. That's another one of my favorite tracks on the album. I wanted to know if you could speak lyrically about that one as well. Yeah, man, it's, it's, uh, you know, a, a lot of that one is around, um, you know, kind of the light at the end of the tunnel. When I was writing the lyrics to that song, it was a, I was a little bit more optimistic about the times we were going through and, uh, and where, you know, just where everybody was at, you know, mentally and, and situationally. And, you know, as the sun sets was kind of like the dawn of a new age, right? You know, the sun sets on one thing and it rises on another. And uh, that's kind of the, the overall theme of it, at least. Yeah, here we are. Yeah. Nothing's changed. <laughs> <laughs> and Matt, if you had to pick your favorite track, what would it be and why? Um, I mean, that's pretty easy for me. Um, I like The Cage. Uh, it's kind of a, it's like, I think it's the most unique song that we have on our album uh because it has a little bit of a whisper part it has like a cool little melody but it but it really explodes when it goes into the chorus and the bridge and it's just like a cool atmospheric song that has a lot of emotion to it so i'd say the cage you know yeah. funny because out of all the songs like we've talked about this in extensive here but uh all the songs i felt like were were pretty good. The only ones that I, I kind of felt like were eh, is like not my or not, not I don't even remember the name of the damn songs anymore. Uh, World War Now and uh, I can't remember the song now that I, I didn't care for because honestly I felt like all of them were pretty decent. Uh, I forgot we even wrote the cage and I was like oh yeah that was pretty good, I thought. I felt like we put some effort into it. Yeah, I think it's it's great, and the song placement is excellent as well. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thanks, man. That was, you know, was, we were trying to tell a story with it, you know. Uh, we actually spent a crazy amount of time thinking about that and rearranging stuff, and then you know, I'd listen to it all the way through and I'd be like, you know, I don't like the way this song butts up next to this song. And then I'd say, what do you think about changes? And then Dustin would listen to it and be like, yeah, I like that, but now I don't like this other two. So yeah, we kind of spent a lot of time on that, but I'm, I'm glad you noticed. Thanks. I wanted to know if you could speak on the album artwork and the artist. That yeah, I, I can do that, Dustin, if you want. 
Yeah, I can't even. I don't remember how to pronounce the guy's uh, username because we found. Oh, it's right here. Is it Arda Lepa? Yeah, Arda underscore Lepa. And uh, the way we found him was uh, actually through Instagram. You know, we went through, I know Dustin was looking through a bunch of different folks and, and so was I. And we were just kind of sending them back and forth. Do you like this style? Do you like that style? But but Arda was, was really good because we liked his watercolor kind of style where it, it almost looked like it was just a painting. And, uh, you know, it was a really, really easy process to work with him. I mean, we honestly gave him an idea where we said, hey, man, you, you're the you're the guy. You're the artist. You know, you make it what you want, you know, in your theme that you normally do. That's why we wanted to work with you. And I think he came back with basically what you see on the album cover. And we had like, what, two changes that we wanted to do? It really wasn't um, only- much. Yeah, the only thing is it had kind of a really simple staff, and I think the crown was a little, maybe it wasn't there, I don't remember. I just remember saying, hey, you should just make it look a little ornate, because it kind of goes with the whole theme of uh, this cloaked figure that could be anybody. Anybody could put on the cloak, but he's got this big, wants you to know who he is, but at the same time, he doesn't. Uh, that was the only kind of change we made. And interestingly enough, we ended up making a whole costume. Just haven't been able to put that to video yet. Um, I'm kind of excited to share it at some point because I thought it turned out pretty Yeah, it looks awesome. And I also wanted to ask you guys, what can fans look for next? More music, man. You know, we're already, uh, we're already what, three three or four songs deep into the next album? Well, I just looked it up. I got number four started. I forgot what it was because uh, I just moved like a month ago, and it's been nonstop projects, yeah. you know, working on this and that. So I sat down said it's time to do some other stuff because, you know, I had the album out, and what is next? You know, I don't want to just shelve it and stop. I kind of really feel like we need to play live. So I'm doing what I can to try to put that together. So if you know anybody, let me know. All right, we do. I wanted to ask you each, if you had to pick your proudest moment as an artist, what would it be? Do you want to go on that? Yeah, I can can start. Um, I'd honestly say what we just released. I'm, I'm probably most proud of that, man. You know, I, I probably spent the most time out of, you know, if you combined all the effort I put into music over the last 15 years and, and then, uh, and then you just, you just kind of cut out the time I put into making this album awesome and doing great with it. I would say it's more time I spent working on this album than, than the rest of them. <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah, I'm super proud of what we put together. Um, if I were to throw like a like a second thing in there, um, I did a uh, I did an album with another band called Just Are Dead, and um, it was uh, my my favorite song on that one is actually called Recurrence. And that was probably my, my right, right on number two, but definitely Imperius is number one. Yeah, I kind of 
second that uh, the the greatest accomplish, accomplishment we've done with all this music is being able to put something together and actually getting on a label somehow and being able to do something with this. We started playing music, I don't even remember, over 15 years ago. It mostly was just, hey, let's drink and uh, pretend that we're going to play some songs. And, you know, we never found a drummer. We never, the, the town that we came from, you know, the, the area, I suppose Olympia has people, but there weren't that many people doing metal. So it wasn't like we were going to find a lot of people to play with. So somehow we just kept connected over the years and said, you know, what the hell are we doing? Let's just do this. It doesn't matter. We can do all this ourselves. So, uh, being able to put out this album and, and do everything on our own, I, I think that was a pretty self-prideful moment there. Um, I'm just amazed that we, we kept playing over all these years and, and tried to stick with it and finally did. I also want to ask you, will we see a vinyl edition? Probably not. <laughs> no idea. Where do you get vinyl? <laughs> we have a our label has a CD, but uh, it's a digipack CD. But I don't think there's any plans for for vinyl unless there's a big uh, big demand for it, which there has not been yet. Yeah. Well, the album only came out basically a week ago. Yeah. It's kind of early to to tell, but you know, I personally. Me and Matt haven't had this discussion yet, but I would just say, dude, I'm not paying a bunch of money for a vinyl that if there's no demand for it, sorry. <laughs> and I also wanted to ask you, along your journey, because you guys have been doing this for a while, um, what's the best best advice you've been given along your path? Go for it, Dustin. Be sage. <laughs> Best said by P. Diddy. That's right. Or maybe, maybe it was Dave Chappelle. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Honestly, yeah, that's kind of just because some dumbass on the internet tells you you suck or whatever. What? Why quit? You know, I there's uh, tons of bands that I would follow that share with Matt and go back and forth and be like, look at these guys. And honestly, I'd kind of laugh. It's kind of goofy. It wasn't pretty good. Um, but I seen them take their stuff completely off the internet and, and just disappear. And I go, you know, so what? Even, even if somebody laughs at it, who cares? Uh, he gave up and took it all down and said, oh, people didn't like it. So what? Get better. Yeah. I, I would say kind of something similar, you know, just, uh, you know, the biggest advice that I have is, is just keep at it. You know, uh, nobody's, nobody's awesome the first time they do anything. You know, everybody has bumps in the road. Everybody has a hard time doing certain things, finding time for it, things like that. But hell, if you're passionate about it, man, just, just do it. You know, it's it's as simple as that. Just keep going, keep uh, keep grinding at it. You know, and if you if you truly love it, it won't feel like work. It just feels like you just keep getting better. And uh, I know for for me personally, just being able to 
to practice, you know, to carve out the time and, and my day and my, in my life and whatever, to just make sure that I, regardless of what goes on, I still practice and I make sure that I try and make, um, you know, be the best musician that I can be. And, it, and I think it's, uh, at, at the end of the day, that's what, that's what really, uh, that's what really shows with something that you're going to be proud to put out and that people will listen to not once, but twice, three times, et cetera. Yeah. I, you know, not everybody can just sit down and be as awesome as an extra bowl. I have to practice <laughs> <laughs> No, right. I mean, I, you know, a little bit of bragging on our own part, like I, I don't know a lot of bands that released the, their first album and were, you know, pretty decent. Usually the first thing you ever release, if you ever heard some of the first things I ever did, are awful. Same. But I think we were just lucky enough that we didn't really do a whole lot with it until we sat down for cereal about it for a minute. And I feel like the first thing out was pretty decent. Um, but what you don't see is all the failure in between that. And like Matt said, all the practice, people say, you know, all the vocals, that's, that's nothing that doesn't take talent. You know how many takes he had to do on these songs just to get it right or had to take because his voice was about dying on or, or whatever. I, I've done the same thing. I had over 200 takes on some of these because I just wasn't hitting right. I sent it to Matt and he's like, what are you talking about? It sounds fun. I'm like you didn't, you didn't hear that part. <laughs> He's like, no. I'm like, oh well, I'm redoing it anyway. That's all I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's there's a lot of uh, failure in between that, uh, and and even now we release something and you don't see the failure part. Yeah, you don't see the work that goes into it. You know, mm -hmm. like even even when we release the album, you know, people in our lives are like, oh, that's great. Good job. You know, how long have you guys been working on this? A couple months? It's like, right. no, like two years, man. Yeah. <laughs> this takes a long time. How many nights do we just sit down and talk and like, oh, let's just have a drink. And, you know, that turns into us just rambling about whatever pathway through for lyrics and ideas and imagery that we never even used yet you know we had this whole storyboard for uh as that's before that we're gonna do not my funeral and yeah uh, i we need to figure it out but we need to do something because there's there's so much more here we haven't even used that we can add visually to this and uh go from there sure and i think that one of the problems with the the way uh the generation is today. I don't mean to sound old, but even though I am, oh, we're old, man. We're old too, man. <laughs> but uh, you know, everyone is uh, appears to be like just taking songs and putting them on playlists and not taking in albums as a whole unit, and they miss out on a lot. Yeah, uh, that's some of the YouTubers even say now is they're like, why even release an album? Just release a single and do a stupid YouTube video about it. Um, you know, I'd even have a question for you. Like, you know, how long does it take you to do a podcast where you're interviewing bands? And I was just looking at some of the stuff a minute ago. I mean, you got over a hundred episodes. 
the kids now just kind of they want instant success you ask them what they want to be and they're like a youtuber i'm like that's great that's not a thing that's like saying what do you want to be when you grow up and they say i want to be a millionaire I'm like okay well how are you going to get a million you know how are you going to grow your podcast how are you going to grow your you got to keep going at it sure and that's the thing you know i started because i've always had love for metal um my introduction to metal was in 1976. Uh, I was listening to nothing but Beatles, Osmonds, Jackson 5 when I was a kid. And then a friend of mine came over with Kiss Destroyer and changed me forever. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. awesome. <laughs> yeah, and even then I would say I, I wish the metal community was a little bit more uh, open. With, you know, I'm sorry, Michael Jackson has some great that guy could do a one take song and everyone would be like, what's wrong with it? And be like, no, no, it's poopy. It's, it's bad. I'm going to do it again. That guy was incredible. You know? Yeah. Uh, you know, and now it's, it seems it's so divisive, just like politics. You can't even talk about it. You know, it's, it's uh, everybody sucks, but me, Chris Barnes, <laughs> you, know, you, you love him or you hate him. Personally, I'm like, why does everybody hate him so much? Do you know him? No. <laughs> he might be a cool guy. He might be an ass. I don't know. I also wanted to ask you, uh, what's the best way to get merchandise from the band? Our well, website. Right, yeah, just go to our website, uh, uh and there's, there's links to that. Take you right there. Uh, honestly, just need some feedback on whether or not these are, are decent clothes. Actually, Matt purchased some just as a sample. Because, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, I don't want to give people that actually like our music an inferior product and be like, yeah, these shirts suck. So we, yeah. we got to know somehow. <laughs> Yeah, we don't want to make them pay 30 bucks for a shit t-shirt, you know. So yeah. I, I, I bought a few of them, and the, the tank tops are cool. The, the shirts are pretty cool, too. Um, you know, they fit pretty well. You know, there's, like, only, like, a million different styles. But I think we're going to get – I think uh, we're going to put our album art up on there, too, with a, with a new t-shirt for Imperius. I think that was in our plans here shortly. So hopefully that will be out here soon. Yeah, we need to do that. Um, yeah, the artwork yeah, is amazing. It really is, yeah. And lastly, I wanted to ask you, if you could give any message to your fans, what would that message be? I would say uh, keep listening, man. You know, listen to a bunch of different music. Listen to us, though, all the time. Um, and don't hesitate to, to get in touch with us. You know, uh, we're on, you know, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're on, you know, everything you can imagine. And we respond to everyone, man. We want to talk to you. We want to hear what you think. Even if you just want to message us and tell us how much we suck, we love to hear that because that's how we know that we made it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, that's, that's the thing is, uh, I would just say, hey, it doesn't do me a whole lot to send me a message and be like, hey, good album. Like, what's my response? Like, thanks. Like, I, I want a conversation. 
uh, I always try to ask people, you know, hey, where are you from? Because maybe they're from nearby. You know, that's interesting. But yeah, please send us a message. Actually, say something. Actually, start a conversation. Maybe start a community with this. And you know, if everybody's a little bit more connected and cares a little bit more, uh, which is seems like it's not existent in metals. Just everybody sucks except for myself. Um, but but yeah, we'll be working on new. And we're uh, slowly trying to plan something here to actually be able to play live. But until we have, you know, further uh, details on that, there's not much to announce there except for we're working on new material. Yeah, I'd love to see you guys in Ohio. You got well, it, man. Yeah, we'll head on up there as soon as I find some more people because I can't play all the instruments at once. <laughs> <laughs> Did COVID hit a lot of clubs in your guys' areas? Uh, in mine, it, was, it wasn't too bad. You know, they, they shut down a few things, but it seems like now everything is just open now. Like, they're just doing stuff all the time, every weekend. I'm in Colorado, uh, near Denver, and uh, it's just everywhere. It's just there's bands packed, you know, like – Fiddler's Green Amphitheater, Red Rock, stuff like that. They're, they're playing shows all the time, and even the smaller bars and, and spots like that, like little metal bars that I've been to. They're, they're playing all the time. It seems like everybody was just itching to get out and go see some shows again. Yeah, here in Arizona, it's honestly, I just moved down here a few months ago, and I, I think it's awesome. I, I love it, but... Uh, as soon as I got here, it was like you hit a different country. Just uh, we went and visited too, you know, like nobody's wearing anything. They just like, well, what are you going to do about it? I can't go hermit in my house the rest of my life. So, uh, yeah, it's it seems like it's been going just fine. I know some other areas are pretty much a no go, but it's like hopefully the country's open back up again. What's Ohio yeah. like? Ohio was hit hard by COVID. Um, a lot of local clubs uh, got shut down because they just couldn't, you know, pay the bills. Yeah, and, yeah that sucks. Uh, they're That's... getting bought up, and they are reopening now, and things are looking much, much better. Good. But it did, it did hit this area hard. I bet. Oh, I, I can speak personally to that. You know, it's not music-related, but my dad owns a gym, so that was one of the first things that – you know, they're like, hey, you got to shut down your stuff. And it, it isn't like, every, you know, I see a lot of comments on the Internet because, of course, the Internet, everyone's a damn expert about whatever. Anyway, you know, they're like, oh, it's a cult thing. I'm like, well, maybe you should go to the gym. We can have an actual discussion about that. But to tell my dad he can't have people and just shut his business down, it's not like they said, well, here you go. Here's compensation. They just said, hey, you're fucked. But you can go to Walmart. Yeah, but I could go up to Walmart and spend all day there. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, and it, I'm not trying to sit here and make a, a divisive thing. And, of course, we're the whole album's political. But, you know, come on. Why don't you just listen to a little bit something about my family and I'll say how it affected us and what we're supposed to do. Nobody has a real answer and it's like nobody gives a shit. So... Right. Yeah, it's ridiculous. In your guys' spare time, 
Um, do you guys have any hobbies that you're into? Yeah, um, I do a lot of painting. Actually, I do a lot of abstract acrylic painting. Um, work out all the time. Uh, do a lot of exercise and things like that. Uh, I also go fishing all the time. Love fishing. Yeah, Matt's kind of a jock sport, you know, cool guy. And I'm just kind of... <laughs> uh, funny thing is, I haven't done it for a while, but I used to paint, like, miniatures and play D&D, and that was kind of fun for me because you could just, you know, you can be creative. Um, honestly, I spend a lot of my time doing this music stuff because um, do album, we just... I, we programmed the drums, but you have to go in there and do everything. And I, I said, you know, I think it's a lot more interesting if I just play them. So I bought a drum set. I used to play anyway. So now it's a whole process of learning that. So that's where a lot of my time goes. Uh, honestly, I can play a lot of the stuff. I just, I'm not very, uh, not quite there atomic clockwise. So, uh, and stereotypical things yeah i like to work out i haven't done in a while though after this move but um i, I actually like making films and and doing video stuff uh when we got time i've done a couple videos with the kids and that's pretty fun so kind of hoping to just get more into doing some youtube a little more creative video things and and blend that in with our music you know yeah i uh appreciate anyone that can play drums because every time I I would uh, talk to a drummer and I'd be like hey let me sit back there every time I try to do a roll or anything on the kit my foot start going I couldn't uh, couldn't tell yeah. my foot to play yeah. fucking stop you know <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> yeah well you know that's just the, the fun part about doing all this stuff I wish we had all this technology younger yeah really uh, yeah because like just this electric drum kit i bought like it wasn't that much i can plug it right into easy drummer it sounds like a kit that costs thirty thousand dollars you know and it's perfectly recorded and all this stuff and i can go in there and play something like really weird because it sounds good <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not like the old days that we'd sit there in the garage and we had a Thought I missed it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Attention, Kmart shoppers. It's a little reference. <laughs> if a cash ever listens to any of this. <laughs> Seven towels in the bass drum to get the sound you wanted. Oh, yeah. I put them in there, not even knowing what the hell that did to it. <laughs> just, that's what you do. You did, yeah. You know, a lot of learning how to mix this whole album was like, well, you need to put compression on it, right? And I look it up and they're like, well, it's a good way to put it. Like, what are you trying to do with the compressor? And, I'm, and the answer was, I don't know. <laughs> so they're yeah, like, no, I'm well, supposed we, to do it, right? <laughs> yeah. So they're like, hey, you can't, you don't want to put it on there just because you want to put it on there because that's what people do. Uh, yeah. M music is a really good start to leading into so many uh, I think a lot of you know people should look at it. That's my hobby, man. You know, speaking speaking about hobbies, there there's so more than I'll just play guitar. You, you know how many nonsense things I just put in there and 
you know, Matt's like, it sounds cool. Like, I'm just playing it fast. It's not a scale. That's nothing. It's just something that sounds all right. And then <laughs> you go down the rabbit hole of looking at the scales. And, you know, one of the new songs, uh, I actually am using A minor sweep and then putting that as like, I got to use something more than just A minor and moving that. I was looking it up and uh, it ended up just being a, another I don't even remember what the hell it was C majors but the way it plays is basically the theme from Stranger Things uh, but it's played so damn fast that I don't even think Matt could notice I've never seen it <laughs> yeah it's uh, the uh, the song we're working on now Dimension oh, okay the the sweep in it is actually the thing from Stranger Things, the second part of it. Got it. <laughs> it's, I might have to watch the show just to see if I can catch it. Yeah, you know, I watched one season and I was like, yeah, anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to thank you guys for taking time to speak with me. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Yeah, man. Thanks for having us. And, uh, and uh, love the interview. Love chatting with you. It's been great. Please feel free to update me at any time. Of course. And uh, you guys have a great rest of your day. Thanks, man. You too. Appreciate the time. All right. You take care. Have a good one. Cheers. I'd like to thank you for listening to Robert Kerrigan Album Reviews. You can sponsor the podcast. Just click that button and you can be a member of the family. And remember, come see me for a fix.